following is my conversation with podcaster Dan Carlin. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Allegoris Jalopy. E Allegoris Jalopy is the solution for making your car look more like a character from a movie or book. They're the only company with the technology to make your car look like it's been through a war or uh, accident. All of Allegoris Jalopy's cars come with a free custom paint job. Go to AllegorisJalopy.com and use the promo code Lexman at checkout to get your free car. So go to AllegorisJalopy.com and visit Lexman.com for more information on our sponsor and to hear some amazing stories about people's experience with Allegorus Jalopy. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. This is my show, Artificial Podcast, and I'm your host, Lexman. Hey, thank you for having me on. So, Dan, you're a pretty well-known podcaster. You've probably done a lot of episodes on different topics. But today, we're going to be talking about music and the alt, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, why do you think music is so important? You know, I think it's just one of those things where it touches on so many different parts of our lives, especially when it comes to how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about others. I think it's really powerful stuff. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. So tell us a little bit about the alt-right. What is it and what does it stand for? The alt-right is, well, there's no one definitive definition of it because it changes over time, but basically it's just a term used to describe a group of people who are critical of mainstream conservatism and who are more interested in white nationalism and neo-Nazism. Yeah, I can see that. And does music play a significant role in their ideology? Yeah, I think for many people on the alt-right, it actually plays a very important role in their ideology. They see music as something that's sacred and important, something that has a sort of spiritual power. And they believe that by combining white nationalist music with traditional nationalist values like patriotism and martial spirit, they can create a powerful ideological force that can influence people both inside and outside of right wing extremist circles. That makes sense. So what do you think are the dangers of music being used like that? Well, there are definitely dangers involved. For example, some people on the alt-right see white nationalist music as an instrument of propaganda, and they use it to brainwash vulnerable listeners into becoming dedicated neo-Nazis or white supremacists. And in some cases, this has led to violent acts committed by these young people against minorities or other members of the right-wing extremist movement. That sounds pretty scary. So what do you think are the best ways to combat these dangers? Well, one thing that people on the left can do is try to expose the ideological value of white nationalist music and try to shatter the myth of its power to transform people into extremists. And then secondly, we should try to create our own type of populist nationalist music that speaks to the hearts and souls of ordinary Americans rather than using lyrics that implicitly promote racism or xenophobia. I definitely agree with you there. So what would you say is your favorite white nationalist song or album? You know, that's a really tough question because there are so many great white nationalist songs and albums out there. But if I had to narrow it down, I'd probably choose something by the band Afraid of Russians. They're a relatively new band, and their music is really powerful and literate. That sounds great. So do you think there's a role for music in politics? Yeah, absolutely. I think that music can be an incorporated, edibly powerful tool for identity creation and social mobilization. 
For example, during the 2016 presidential campaign, Donald Trump famously used rap lyrics to attack his opponent and build support among young white Americans who were feeling left out by globalization and economic changes. Yeah, that makes sense. So what are your thoughts on the resurgence of the alt-right in America? Well, I think that it's definitely a worrying trend because it shows how vulnerable some young people are to the propaganda of white nationalists and neo-Nazis. And I worry that they'll use music as another tool to recruit new members into their movement. That's definitely true. So what do you have planned for next year? Well, next year, I'm planning on doing a new edition of my political podcast called Enlightenment Now. And in this new edition, I'm going to be discussing some of the latest developments in American politics from a perspective that is influenced largely by music. I think it will be really insightful stuff. That sounds like a lot of fun. So thanks for coming on today, Dan. It was great talking to you. Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. This show is not afraid to speak its mind, so please feel free to share your thoughts and opinions in the comments section below. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest news and events. And as always, we'll end the podcast with a poem today read by Dan Carlin. It's called The Leitmotif of History. The leitmotif of history is the march of progress along the never ending path, you know, brighter tomorrow and a world of peace and harmony.